This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, We're awaiting the uh, tuning in of my Kumbhati Cheech, uh, Rudy Giuliani. And uh, clearly, it is a day after a day of which we have never experienced in our lifetime. Those of you who may have experienced the Watergate hearings and everything that went into that, and then the approach of uh, Barry Goldwater, U.S. Senator from Arizona, Republican, who said to Richard Nixon, it's better that you just leave office and resign because you will be uh, impeached, you will be kicked out of office. And he took uh, Marine One, the helicopter, and then eventually ended up going to San Clemente. But this was not similar to what we saw yesterday, history was made here in New York City. Manhattan Criminal Court, a place that uh, yours truly, Curtis Slewa, has been arraigned on many, many occasions, especially in the first days when I had started the Guardian Angels on February 13th of 1979. I believe we have uh, Rudy Giuliani. Can you talking? Have you connected in, Rudy? We can't hear you, though. Have you connected in, Rudy? I am. All right. Is uh, Rudy on the line here? Sure. Yes. Hello, Rudy. I am on the line. Okay. It's you take it yep, over. I'm right here. You got it. Okay. Thank you, Curtis. This is Rudy Giuliani, and I am with you with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And thank you very, very much uh, for joining us today. You know, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of discussion about um, the case against Donald Trump brought by Bragg. And I want to point out the other side of Bragg, which is he doesn't prosecute anybody. And I would say uh, if you you put Cuomo and uh, the state legislature in the number one position because they passed all the laws that let out all these criminals, you got to make Bragg uh, number two in helping to cause all the crime that's going on in New York. Now, here, here's an example the Post uh, ran today. and It's always best to take a specific, but there are hundreds of these cases and lots of victims in the hospital, a few people dead. Uh, we've disconnected from Rudy. Uh, we'll continue on. As I was saying, uh, I've been in that same Manhattan criminal courtroom many, many times uh, for arraignments myself over the years, especially the first 13 years uh, of the Guardian Angels, uh, although obviously a much different situation with the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, yesterday. But picking up what Rudy was talking about, day in, day out, there there are a panoply of different arrests that have been made by the NYPD within Manhattan because that's where Alvin Bragg, the district... One of the reasons why we have to lock everything up at grocery stores. Well, I should say he and Bragg are the reasons why we have to do that. And uh, he one, one theft was at the CVS on West uh, 23rd Street. He stole several items, um, and then he went over uh, a little bit later, and he went to a Walgreens. 
Uh, once again, we will reconnect with the mayor momentarily. Uh, he's talking about this uh, shoplifter, this predicate offender who was not only hitting CVS, he was hitting Walgreens, he was hitting Rite Aid, he was hitting uh, Dwayne Reed. Uh, he was a known figure. In fact, he would walk in after being uh, arrested over and over and turned loose. And uh, basically, he would tell the cashiers, hey, I'm not here to shoot and loot. I'm not here to hurt anybody. I just want my Alvin Bragg swag bag. And I'll go up and down the aisles and I'll just steal items. And then I'll walk out and I'll leave everybody in peace. It's recently happened at the Dwayne Reed down in Wall Street where a guy walked in with a duffel bag, a duffel bag, and went back to the cosmetic section and essentially just took all the cosmetic items that were not under lock and key, filled the duffel bag. And when one individual who worked at that Dwayne Reed said, you know, you can't be doing this, he said, look, I'm not going to hurt you. I don't have a knife. I don't have a gun. I'm, I'm not going to cause you irreparable harm. What do you care? Dwayne Reed has insurance. And this is the attitude that so many have nowadays is that no big deal. Dwayne Reed is a multinational corporation with many outlets uh, throughout the tri-state area. So, hey, if they steal from Dwayne Reed, uh, they've got insurance. Wrong. They don't have insurance. And that's why you're seeing a number of these retail outlets, especially Rite Aid, that has said they're closing every one of their outlets uh, in uh, on the island of Manhattan. And they'll extend that to Brooklyn and Queens uh, and then eventually into the Bronx. But I know at the Rite Aid in Washington Heights, uh, right a stone's throw from the Washington Heights bus terminal where many people catch their buses on their way to New Jersey taking them over the George Washington Bridge. There's a right aid right there. And when you walk into that right aid, there's almost nothing on the shelves. And everything that is being sold before they close that right aid is under lock and key. So you have to constantly ask for the attendance. Now, this is a situation that has resulted in the fact that Alvin Bragg, friend of the criminal, will not prosecute. In fact, it doesn't matter how many times you're a predicate offender, a shoplifter, a booster, there is no serious prosecution. I'll give you another one. Back in February, Alvin Bragg, uh, who uh, loves criminals, had a press conference with Mayor Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, friend of Alvin Bragg. He will never name and shame him. And they said that they would use uh, civil forfeiture against any landlord that rents out store space, any retail space, to the incredible number of illegal weed shops that are popping up and are selling illegal weed, illegal edibles, illegal THC products, all kinds of products that are illegal and rarely, if ever, were sold before so openly and brazenly until New York State legalized the recreational use of marijuana. That was one of the last actions of then Andrew Evilize Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta, Cuomo, King Cuomo I. And then the city and state have taken so long to actually open up legal weed shops that you've had a proliferation of these illegal pop-up weed joints that are growing as we speak. In fact, by the end of this Easter weekend, Passover weekend, there'll be 2,000 illegal weed shops uh, throughout the five boroughs of the city of New York, and many of them open for business in the island of Manhattan. Now, remember, it was Alvin Bragg who said he was going to use this civil forfeiture uh, item 
that legislatively existed during uh, Prohibition before World War II when there were houses of ill repute, prostitution operating openly. Uh, and that was used. Any landlord who would allow their uh, their property to be used as a house of prostitution, a house of ill repute, would have forfeiture imposed upon them. That means they would lose their property. And obviously, a landlord, when faced with that decision, if in fact civil forfeiture were imposed, would clearly indicate, okay, pay up on what you were paying cash on the barrelhead for a monthly rental or lease because it's month-to-month. They're not giving these uh, retail establishments uh, a year-to-year lease. And many of them that I've seen around the town are operated by Yemenites, uh, Yemen, uh, people from Yemen who have bodegas who then make the same arrangement with the same landlord and they open up an illegal weed shop under under the provision that they call it a tobacco shop. So, yeah, they're selling cigarettes, they're selling cigars, they're selling vape products. And then, of course, you see openly, brazenly and boldly the buds that are, be sold, that are sold of all different kind of marijuana products right there on the front shelf. So when you walk in, you think it's a tobacco shop when in reality it's an illegal weed shop. And there's nothing that Alvin Bragg has done. Now, he had that press conference with... Um, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan back in February. There's been one civil forfeiture since February. One. And we're already into April. And there's no sign that Alvin Bragg is imposing any criminal charges against those who continually spit in the face of law enforcement, the NYPD relegating them to be impotent. And it's all due to Alvin Bragg's policy, which is don't arrest the criminals. In fact, become so focused that you are now obsessed with Donald Trump. Remember, this is the guy when he won the office in a very slim margin against a number of other Democrats in ranked choice voting, of which the other top two contenders, women, were even more radical, more extreme, more socialistic than he was. But when he came into office and replaced Cyrus White Shoes Vance, who had spent years trying to prosecute Donald Trump, His first observation was, we have no case here. We have no case. And two of the lead prosecutors who had spent two years trying to define a way to prosecute Donald Trump on these same charges that you saw unfolded in the 34-point indictment yesterday, basically they criticized uh, Alvin Bragg. They walked off. One of them wrote a book. And then all of a sudden, Alvin Bragg, he had an epiphany, and he said that liar for hire, Michael Cohn, that nobody trusts, not the feds or anyone else who's ever dealt with him in terms of potential prosecution, he is going to be our lead witness. And everybody said, ah, well, this is clearly a political prosecution. So we look at the top two law enforcement agents, one for the state, Tish James, who does nothing about the growing crime problem from Buffalo to Brooklyn. She is the top law enforcement agent in New York State. She has eyes only for Donald Trump, Donald Trump businesses, Donald Trump family members, anything that is labeled, anything that has the words Donald Trump emblazoned on it. And she files civil lawsuits against them and takes them to court. And now with Alvin Bragg, it's like the one-two punch. He who has been embraced by Al Slim Shady Sharpton, he was anointed by Al Slim Shady Sharpton as the preferred candidate in the Manhattan District Attorney's uh, race to replace Cyrus White Shoes Vance, who also simultaneously on the same stage at the National Action Network headquarters on 145th Street anointed Eric Adams 
as their candidate for mayor. And this mayor refuses to name and shame Alvin Bragg. Our governor, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, has the opportunity to remove Alvin Bragg. And she chooses not to do it. So just remember, we're in a cycle where the only thing that counts in New York State and New York City now in terms of uh, uh, deserving prosecution is anything named Trump. If your name ain't Trump, they turn you loose so you can come back to do it again and again and again. This is the Rudy Giuliani show. We've had some difficulty connecting with Rudy. The moment he gets back in contact with all of us who are discronificator, you will hear from the greatest mayor of the city of New York in our lifetime right here on uh, oh, my place to be always behind the microphone. Yours truly, Curtis Lewa. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. We have been disconnected from my kumbarichi, Rudy Giuliani. This is yours truly, Curtis Lee. Well, please get a pen and a pad. I want you to write information down. How we can get rid of Alvin Bragg. First off, our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. I was the first to push to remove Alvin Bragg, which legally can be done in the state of New York by the governor of the state of New York, in this case, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. She refuses to even consider it. Uh, I issued a petition immediately upon Alvin Bragg being elected Manhattan DA. And we have 22,000 signatures from across America. Please go to my Twitter page at Curtis Sliwa. Go to my Twitter page at Curtis Sliwa. Click on and sign the petition. Recall DA Alvin Bragg. Again. Go to my Twitter page at Curtis Slewa, click on and sign the petition, recall uh, D.A. Alvin Bragg, and we'll continue to keep the pressure on. Some other notes, you know, Brandon Johnson won as the new mayor in Chicago, and many people were saying, what? Bernie, the Altacaca Sanders choice is now the new mayor of the city of Chicago, having replaced Beetlejuice, a.k.a. Uh, former Mayor Lightfoot, a.k.a. Lightweight, yes, yes, Johnson, not Valles, who was the moderate Democrat. And remember, there is no Republican uh, presence at all in the city of Chicago. It hasn't been so since Prohibition when big uh, Bill Thompson was the mayor of the Republican and he was in the back pocket of Al Capone, who was doing drive-by shootings to take over all the illegal booze trade and giving out soup. Uh, at soup kitchens to the poor to keep them sedated. Hasn't been any Republican presence in the city of uh, Chicago since, and so you have a one-party system. So Vallis, who used to be the superintendent of schools in Chicago, was considered an odds-on choice to win the runoff as the moderate, supported by police, supported by law-abiding citizens, black, white, Hispanic, Asian. And I said to myself, no, 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 I have guardian angels in Chicago. There is no way. If Alice is going to win, A, he's a white guy, B, he's moderate, 
and see Randy the Weiner Weingarten. Ah! And the American Federation of Teachers poured millions and millions of dollars into this runoff election for the socialist Johnson. Bernie the Altacaca Sanders came in and campaigned with him. And they got a series of endorsements from the other candidates who had lost in the initial runoff. And now you have a mayor who is even worse than Mayor Lightfoot was, a.k.a. Beetlejuice. He is more pro-criminal. He wants to remove the police. He wants to remove the prisons. So you're going to see a massive exodus by corporations out of Chicago. Just look at McDonald's Corporation. They've closed down for a week because they say they are pending layoffs. They used to be in Oak Brook, Illinois, this multinational corporation that has franchises all over the globe. Then they moved into Chicago as a sign of support years ago to help in the revival of America's number two city, Chi-Town. And now I'm telling you, I know what's going on in their minds. With the results of this mayoral election last night where a socialist has prevailed, Mickey D's is going to move out of Chicago, just like so many other corporations. And crime will get even worse. And here was Eric Adams, I remember, on a national show saying, you see, this shows the progressives, the left wing. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot was knocked out of office. That used to be his friend. Obviously, she lost. She, he's a fair-weather friend. But you'll see, moderation will prevail in the Democratic Party. Marquana, my, it doesn't prevail The socialists have taken over the Democratic Party. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen. They want to eliminate the police. They want to eliminate prisons. They want to change capitalism to socialism. And the next place they want to do it is right here in New York City with AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America and the Justice Warriors. The Rudy Giuliani Show will continue. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. We have disconnected from my Kumbani Chiefs, Rudy Giuliani. It's yours truly, Curtis Sliwa. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. From Chicago, which is now a socialist, progressive, liberal, Democrat enclave, friend to criminals, and opposed to law and order and cops. That was evidence by the election of uh, Johnson last night when Bernie the Altacaca Sanders was on the stage raising his hand in victory. So you thought the people of Chicago would use some common sense and said, hey, we've just been destroyed by the previous mayor, Beetlejuice. That's what she looked like. You know, the uh, mayor, which was Lightfoot, I called her Lightweight. No. This guy is even worse. And let me take you down to Texas, where also I'm knowledgeable of the situation because I have guardian angels in the two largest cities. Houston, which has about two and a half million. Dallas, one and a half million. San Antonio, one and a half million. Austin, which has almost a million. It's four cities with a million or more people, and they're all liberal. They're all very democratic. And they're not pro-police. And that's in Texas, which is strongly red. And as more and more people venture down to Texas and Tennessee, it may well change the complexion of what is a predominantly red state now, maybe and turn it into a purple state. And the reason that I mention 
Oh, by the way, I think we have my Kumbhada Cheech, Rudy Giuliani. I'm right here. Rudy. I'm right. I'm right here. Thank God we're back again. You're absolutely right, Curtis. That thing in Chicago is mind-boggling. The people in Chicago have to be brainwashed. After 55 years of democratic rule, every weekend is Vietnam. I mean, young black kids are getting killed left and right. Everybody else is getting killed. Their numbers are absurd. And they keep electing Democrats, and they pick the worst one. No, no, that's now, how can you help people like that? How can you help them? Really, remember, remember the moderate Democrats were doing a victory dance, like, oh, we got rid of uh, light, uh, uh, lightweight, light foot. Uh, now we're, we're going to have one's a, worse. Right. Ten times worse. And they don't realize you know, light, it. Light, light foot. When light foot got elected, she was the more, she was like the, the valis of her era. She was the more moderate of the two candidates. She was a former federal prosecutor and she went wacko in the job. Now, Rudy, before I turn this over to you, I just want to read one thing to you because I think our audience needs to know this. The advisor to the Austin mayor where they've had a depletion of police so bad they have to bring oh. in Texas troopers. This is what he said. He doesn't want anybody arrested. He doesn't want anyone incarcerated. Get this, Rudy. He said, if someone went into my grandma's house with a effing shotgun and blew her brains out, I'm going to be sad. I'm going to go through the whole effing array of human emotions. But at some point, if I'm able to really sit with that, there's no level of retribution that's going to make me feel any type of way. What do I actually gain by having this person held accountable in a system like jail or prison? That says it all. How about right. execution, pal? Yes. And Texas, thank God, they will execute That'd be the most people. effective thing. Well, has the moron ever thought maybe he's going to kill somebody else? Again, I mean, when uh, criminals basically repeat their behavior. So this guy, this guy that uh, Brad let out yesterday while he was prosecuting uh, uh, Trump for what was it? Uh, jaywalking? Is it? I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> he's got the word crime in there and he doesn't tell you what crime. Do you know how basic a violation that is of pleading a crime? I mean, if, if an assistant U.S. attorney, I, I, I have signed probably. 8,000 indictments. I've probably written a 1,000. I can't imagine not putting in there the facts that you're alleging. The law requires it. There, there are two portions of the New York criminal code that, that require it. He just has the word crime. He says the word crime 34 times and never describes what crime. It could be any one of 500 crimes. That's a violation of the criminal code. It's a violation of the due process clause of the United States Constitution. You've got to tell somebody what you're charging them with for them to defend themselves. Imagine if I, I arrest Curtis Slewer and I say, Curtis, you're charged with a crime. You say, well, would you like to tell me which one? No. <laughs> Guess. Guess. You figure it out, Curtis. Now, this is, this is like we're talking kindergarten now. I mean, there are people that called me last night and said, is this guy, among other things, like just plain stupid? And the judge is so brain dead. I mean, any decent judge I was ever before would have would have ripped that indictment up. He'd have, he, he would have said, Mr. Bragg, is there any place here where you further define crime? Uh, no, Your Honor. Well, I tell you, here's what you do with this indictment. <laughs> you, uh, indictment dismissed. And then you fight over whether he gets a chance to replete or not. And I would dismiss it with prejudice. I'd say you had, a, you had enough time to do it right. If you can't even meet the basic requirements of pleading a crime, what, what, what possible hope is there that, that, that this indictment can be valid? 
This is a this is a, tra- a travesty. Well, just saying. And of course, uh, the New York Bar Association doesn't do anything. It sits there like, uh, well, Trump doesn't have any rights. You you don't even have to tell him the crime he's charged with. You live in Manhattan. I live in Manhattan. And Alvin Bragg was elected. And even he, who got elected on the fact that he would prosecute Trump, came in, took over for Cyrus Vance, looked at the research for prosecution and said, there's nothing here. Two of those investigators left. One wrote a book. But remember, initially he said, there's nothing here for an indictment. And then all of a sudden he had an epiphany. A call to say, find something, anything, join Tish yeah. James and pile on. <laughs> Even in the book, in the book, Pomeran says, well, it's, you know, he should prosecute him for it, but it's a very questionable theory. He, uh, uh, prosecution is not like a, an experiment. I mean, you, you're taking somebody's liberty away. It's the most serious thing we do in the law. It should be dealt with with seriousness, solemnity, with mature people. I mean, he's a he's a radical, he's a communist, he's lots of things. He's also a big dope. That that is the stupidest indictment I've ever seen. He repeats the same thing thirty four times, and he still doesn't do it right. He does it thirty four times wrong. A, a criminal law professor would give him an F minus. And and then I think any person of common sense would understand this. How can you defend yourself if you're accused of a crime? What crime? Oh, it might be uh, uh, the federal crime, or it might be a state crime, or it might be uh, taxes, or it might be, uh, oh, I don't know, whatever I make up in time for the trial. This is ridiculous, Curtis. Right. It's well, when, so when, when you see Alvin Bragg, he is now a hero in the hood. He'll have a lifetime opportunity to be in the Hollywood Square of Lawyers as commentators on MSNBC. He'll be the middle square. Uh, he's the hero of the far <laughs> left, right? It doesn't matter. Win, lose, draw. He unsealed the indictment. The judge okayed it. He's a hero in the hood. You know, and the, the Post picked up beautifully on this Rodney Johnson that he let out. As he's going through all this, they arrest a guy who's had 90 arrests. He's been arrested by by, uh, a brag about four or five times. The cops arrested him for robbery and attempted robbery, two different drug stores. And uh, they come in with two felonies so that you can set bail. His assistants knock it down to a misdemeanor. A guy that's been arrested 90 times, and it's one of the reasons why we have to lock up everything in a drugstore. Yeah, and remember, and they, Rudy, it was Al Slim Shady Sharpton on MSNBC with Coffee Joe in the morning who looked in the camera and said, he blamed Eric Adams. He said, Eric, I can't even get toothpaste in my Dwayne Reed. It's all locked up. Well, the guy he anointed for DA is Alvin Bragg, who was on the same stage at the National Action Network as Eric Adams when he anointed him for mayor. Why am I laughing? I shouldn't be laughing. No, it's but so, it's, it's true. Very, very sad. It's true. But, you know, the thing that I... I, I, I that's why when I was listening to you and you connect Chicago, I mean, this is nation. We may think in New York this is our problem. We've got this maniac uh, DA who's getting people killed. This is going on all over. The, I mean, Soros bought this for America. He started it very craftily and quietly in 2014, 2015, 2016. And now he's populated. I, I mean, I can't remember if it's 40 or 50 states. Uh, they say he's, they can calculate he spent about $40 million. I bet you he spent double that. Because he has all these uh, laundered ways of getting money to people. 
But, I mean, doesn't it make people suspicious that he's the biggest contributor to the Democratic Party, the biggest contributor to Biden, biggest contributor to the, to the cop-killing Black Lives Matter, the biggest contributor to Antifa, which I think had more people in uh, the Capitol than anybody else on January 6th. Uh, and he's the biggest contributor to all these uh, rogue DAs. Now, Rudy, would you do me a favor from now on when we speak of BLM, let's call it what it is, big, large mansions. That's where the organization has become. They are the largest realty firm in America. Big, large mansions. They're all rolled in dough, unaccounted for money, millions of dollars given by corporations to buy peace so that their their facilities wouldn't be attacked and raided. We see in Chicago, I, I, you know, people don't realize that I started working as a night manager at McDonald's when I formed the Guardian Angels in 79 in the Bronx. I know a lot of people in Mickey D's. Their headquarters used to be Oak Brook, Illinois, outside of Chicago. They moved into Chicago just to help with the revival of the city. They closed their offices this week, I think, to see what the results of the election would be. Curtis? I'm telling you, they're out of there. Curtis, I just see this uh, breaking. A woman armed with a rifle walks inside the Trump Tower Hotel in Chicago. Yep. Currently, numerous authorities and SWAT officers are on the scene at Trump Tower International Hotel in Chicago, Illinois, after a woman armed with a rifle walks into the building and says uh, uh, this apparently was some kind of a domestic-related dispute, but the police have closed the entire They don't know what they're dealing with. That's a beautiful – I've stayed at that hotel a lot. That's a beautiful hotel. Oh, you see and, it right from State and a nice, Street. And a nice part of town. It used to be a really nice part of town. Yeah. Yeah. Used to be. That's the other thing that's happened in Chicago. Chicago for 50 years has been, I mean, I, I like Richard Daley when, when he was mayor of Chicago. And I, and I would never say anything too harsh about him because he, he and Jeb Bush gave New York City the most help after September 11. They actually sent cops and they were directing traffic and doing the stuff that they could do so our cops could be available for, you know, all the other stuff that had to be done, including the terrorist stuff. Uh, but he was a good mayor. He just could never get control of crime, ever. Well, look, the the classic example is uh, Oprah Winfrey, who made her career in Chicago, lived on the North Shore, fled. She no longer lives there. And the Obamas, who made their political bones in the south side of Chicago, were given an opportunity to move back. And they decided, no way am I going back to Chicago and have to face drive-by shootings outside of our mansion. So the people who are most synonymous with Chicago have fled, and they're not going back. That says a lot. That says a yeah, lot. Yeah, it says an awful lot. It also says that these people don't do anything for their community. I mean, Obama becomes president, and Chicago basically gets worse. He did nothing for Chicago while he was in the, while he was in the White House. You would think he would help his city. But he doesn't really come from Chicago. I don't know where he comes from. Mars, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's the problem. He comes from Mars. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you heard that the little (laughs) dispute between LSU, the the women's basketball team, and Iowa, the women's basketball. The girl. The the, the girl. Oh my God! What did I say? Right, but the. I'm off for two weeks now. I just said girl. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's it. Woman. Your band. Your band. You're on the show. but the African-American the star of LSU said, oh, we're not going to the White House for Biden or Joe Biden. We want the Obamas back in the White House, and then we'll go to the White House. Could you believe that? Yes. 
I can believe it. She's the one who did the uh, the gest the gesture, and everybody got angry at her. But then it turned out the white girl had done yeah, a gesture yeah, like they that. Were just and trash she hadn't talking. been criticized, so there's a whole big thing now. You criticize black girls for this. I don't know what the gesture means. It means something like I'm more important than you are. Or yeah, but also Rudy, and, everybody's a winner. Joe Biden says, "Well, you can both come to the White House," and everybody said, "What are you kidding? Only the winners go to the White House." This is like remember when your son winners? was right. Your son was playing baseball. No if the team was zero and eighteen, they would get a trophy for participation. A trophy for participation. This is nuts. You lose, you lose. You come back next year, maybe you'll do better. Yeah, it teaches you to work hard to be successful, to fix your mistakes. It's like the public schools, right? So the bad teachers get paid the same as the good teachers, and the good teachers get paid the same as the bad teachers. And after a while, the good teachers who are ambitious and uh, go somewhere else. I got to tell you, Rudy, it, it, my, my youngest son, Hunter, loves soccer, which, I, as you know, I hate, I loathe, I despise. He was the goalie. <laughs> they lost 24 games with him in goal, and they got trophies. And he shows me, Dad, look. I said, give it back. Give it back. <sighs> Andrew, when Andrew was very young at St. David's, he was on their hockey team. And although they had a really good basketball team that he played on, they had a terrible hockey team, and they must have lost five or six in a row. And I would always tell him, Andrew, this is good for character development. So one day he's playing up in Central Park, you know, in the, in the lower part of Harlem where they have that rink. Yes. And they get wiped out like they're being wiped out 5 nothing. He just takes the goal, and all by himself he scores twice. I mean, he'd be so frustrated. So... He loses five to two. And I said, Andrew, see, that got to go. And he said, I know, Dad, it's giving me character development. Well, now my character is developed. Could we win sometime? <laughs> It'd be nice if we won. <laughs> It'd be nice if we won sometime. Oh, uh, well, Rudy, <laughs> okay. Rudy, well, Thanks. we're going to catch you on the backside. The mayor's message of the day was my honor to substitute for you. Oh, you were terrific. Thanks. Thanks, Curtis. You're the best. We'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. Well, I'm glad we made it back and got all the technology uh, fixed. And I, uh, I enjoyed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't take any calls. I think Curtis took a few. But I just really enjoyed talking to my friend Curtis. You know, we've been friends since 1950, uh, 1950, you know, 1987, 88, when I was U.S. Attorney, and he was just starting. Uh, he was just starting the Guardian Angels and Mayor Koch and the cops were angry at him because he, he was showing them up. He was doing their job. We changed that. We made him, made him part of the whole operation that turned around the city and, and the Guardian Angels played a big role. And the thing I always say about the Guardian Angels, it's not just that they help places where they need help uh, for safety. It does, a, it does, a, it does one the people who volunteer and become part of it because a lot of those kids would be going the wrong direction. Curtis is a good man. Uh, so this is uh, the mayor's final thoughts, and it's brought to you by Tunnel to Towers. Actually, I'm supposed to say sponsored by Tunnel to Towers. I don't know. There's a difference. So sponsored by Tunnel to Towers. And uh, whether it's sponsored by or brought by, Send the 11 bucks in, okay? I've been asking for a while. And if you haven't sent it in, 
I should make one of those gestures like that Reese woman and the other woman made that they made such a big deal about. For you. Whatever it means. I don't even know what it means, so I guess I shouldn't do it. But come on. They take care of, I think, the real heart and soul of our community. The people who put their lives at risk so that we can be safe. Put their lives at risk here in the streets of of America, which are getting excessively more dangerous because of of people who want to destroy America, like Soros, and all over the world. And if they uh, die in the line of duty, they're right there to take care of the mortgage. And if they become uh, catastrophically injured, so they don't have the use of their limbs, and then they build them a smart home so they can be independent and have as much uh, dignity as they're entitled to, which is a lot. So put put your money in, and and you are going to feel like you're going to f- just going to feel better. Yeah, and then when you know when it comes time for Judgment Day, you've got something to argue for yourself. But make sure you know how to plead it. Unlike Bragg, who obviously never took the course in law school on how you write an indictment, I am willing. I am willing to go there and give them the one or two hours on how you draft, you know, how you draft an indictment, how you draft a complaint. And um, it's kind of basic to being a lawyer. (laughs) You learn it right at the beginning, and it's like riding a bicycle, you never forget, and you know the basic elements, and the most important part of it is describing what you're charging. And there's a constitutional dimension to it. But, of course, de- Democrats don't believe in the Constitution anymore. You can do a piece of crap like that, and it's perfectly okay. And what I really, really uh, find amazing is all the lawyers that reviewed it and didn't pick it up, it's like they've become some, uh, they've become, um, we have defined idiocy down, to paraphrase Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan who said we defined deviancy down back in uh, 1983. Well, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Uh, we'll make sure that we're, we're there for the full hour, although, you know, getting Curtis ain't bad, right? And uh, God bless America. We need, we need to ask God for help. And then we have to thank him that we're Americans. Talk to you tomorrow.